This is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity, a place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures, where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out, ways around a loud world, talking about home, work, and everything in between, because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems, and we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. What up? So today we're back with another hard-hitting topic. Not really. Just decided to think of something up top of my head that a lot of people seem to be having problems with. And today I thought I'd talk about how to be a good listener. Because honestly, I feel like so many people out there just don't listen anymore. Whether or not it's something big or small, either people are too busy listening so just enough to react or talk back or they just don't listen to anyone else and they just want to yammer on themselves. So it's kind of one of those things where just we all can be a little better. And so here are my uh, five tips that I have for people about how to be a good listener, even just a tiny bit. First one is the hardest one, I think, for most people, especially for us introverts, but it is eye contact and body language. Yes, it sucks to stare at people in the face all the time. But I found out that most people don't really care to, like, you to stare at them the whole freaking time. Especially when the conversation isn't, like, a hard thing where you're, like, tearing up and freaking out kind of thing. Like, if you're just having a conversation, whether or not it's about, like, something going on in our lives or just something good. Talking about friends, family, dating, whatever else. As long as you keep up some decent contact... Most people are pretty okay with it. Long, biggest thing for me I noticed is that as long as your rest of your body language shows that you are actually listening. So that you're actually looking in their general direction. Like you can look around sometimes. I kind of do that too, but I don't I don't always like do it for a very long time. Like I kind of try to keep like 50-50 at the least. But make sure your body's towards them. Your feet aren't like towards the door, different direction. Um, you're not just being fidgety and things like that. Like those those little things that showing that you're engaged in what they're saying does help in the long run of everything else. Um, number two is understanding, increasing um, understanding situations um kind of just again making sure you are listening to what is going on in the thing um wait for pauses to ask questions or if you need to have something um explained more like sometimes these people need they need to kind of have their stream of consciousness let go for a little bit but yes if you do actually want to listen and help in any way you do need to have mostly some back and forth, as in, like, asking questions and stuff like that. And you do need to give them the space they need. So don't just interrupt. That's kind of the biggest problem that people are like, oh, I gotta, I have the right answer right now, and just throw it in there. Like, no, you do need to kind of wait. Because, again, for number three, is that you need, with deepening empathy, is that you need to actually not always look for a solution for things. Like sometimes people just need to vent, need to just throw it out there and just say whatever they need to say without an interruption, without any judgment. And 
and one part about understanding the situation, but also deepening empathy is that you don't take over the conversation with your sympathy, empathy of like, oh, I have the same story that's like similar to this. And then it all turns into you talking about that story. Like you can kind of add it in there, but make sure you put it in just enough so they understand. I do understand this is kind of what I did. Like this helped or didn't help. Like, like, have it lead towards what you're actually going to say to them about what they're talking about. Not, not turning into you. Sadly, this is not about you. It can't always be about you. Okay, next one, which is kind of, I, I have this as like 3.2 because it's not. It kind of is, it's an after thing as well as during. Is just like having, keeping your credibility, keeping your integrity in things. Like being true to your word. If you person just wants to talk to you about this, keep this between the two of you. Don't talk to other people about it. Ask them if you want to like, hey, I have a friend that kind of understands this. Can I ask them something about it? Don't just automatically go out there and just throw their business out in the world. Especially don't throw that shit on Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that. Like, it's oh, I, I can't remember where I saw this from. The person threw it out there. Like, oh, I talked to this one friend and she's having a problem. She has had a miscarriage and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, and she was bragging. I was like, I'm such a good friend. I listened to her even though I have no idea what's going on. I have four kids. They made me I was like, that was the rudest and selfish thing I've ever heard. Because that friend didn't tell anyone yet she had a miscarriage. And also now you're just making it about yourself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm such a good person. And I was kind of like, oh, my God, you're a fucking bitch. That was selfish and heartless of you. Especially where it's kind of like, I've had three kids too, so it's not a big problem for me. It's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to like say anything because enough people were kind of like, that was absolutely horrible thing to do. So again, like with the empathy thing is keep your integrity intact as well. So number four is the kind of keeping with engagement is you need to be silent. For me, that's really helpful. I'm really good at doing silence unless I'm with another introvert. And sometimes we're kind of like, who wants to talk? Uh, maybe you should say something first. No, you can say something. But it's kind of the point of just letting people talk things through. People have different processing speeds. And certain things can be easily enough to front people to talk about and kind of like back and forth and give you ideas. But sometimes... Whether, whether, no matter what end you in, you're on, like you need to give them time. Sometimes they need, they're saying something that's not quite coming out right for them. Like let them work through what they're wanting and let them come back to things. If they're kind of moving on, try talking with things with like your questioning and with what you are trying to help out with, they keep coming back to something that means something to them. Like that means they haven't gotten what they needed out yet. And you need to allow them that space to say it in any way. And sometimes it, it just it could be themselves just holding back because they're afraid of how you're going to react. Or if they're going to say it right without being insulting. And you just kind of need to give them that. Because it is, especially for anything that's hard for people or even just slightly embarrassing, it's going to take them some time to actually like get up the courage to say what they need to say and how they need to say it. And honestly, not all of us are great with our words. I mean, you've heard me enough times on here that I run over my words sometimes. I 
replace words sometimes because I have I have this weird thing in my head where I just I can forget a word and it will just throw me off completely and trying to find it again can get me back on my stream of conscience and it's it's a hard thing to get around because it's just my mind's just it's how it is so it has been there's not really any way to fix that the same with other people they just they haven't found a way or they can't find a way to get around their shyness, their insecurities, or even if they have like a physical speech impediment or or their brain just doesn't work as fast. Like, sorry, not everyone's going to be really smart and can understand everything you're talking about right away. And the same thing as being the person talking to someone else. You, especially if you dump on someone, something really, really hard, like about them, don't expect an answer back right away. Like, I had a friend that I, she was great for what we had, but she would always dump such hard things on me that she had decided that I needed to fix or something was somehow wrong with me and expected me to, like, change and talk about it right then and there. And I was like, I need time to process this. No matter on which end you are, like, sometimes you, you need to, you need to give them, the other person, something so you understand that you understood and you heard it, like the what therapists and counselors use active listening, like repeat back so they know that you actually listened and you heard this. But sometimes you just need to process it. And also that's the point, again, for your credibility and integrity is that you do need to come back to it. If they need an answer, go back. Could be like later that afternoon. It could be a day or two later, a week, but it's like, let them know and don't, and don't, don't just ignore it. Sorry, sadly, I had a couple of times when I was in high school that that was kind of like my go-to of like, yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about it here and there and just not completely get over it. And no, that was not a good thing to do. I have no problem admitting that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't very mature. I mean, but whoops, <laughs> I was in high school. It's kind of one of those things where... You, there's only so much learning and growing up you can do, honestly. And that was kind of, for me, it was really tough. There's a lot of shit I had to get go through in high school on top of trying to fit a great friendship, be the greatest friend for someone that won't do as much growing as you. But that's a completely different story. But fifth one, what I feel is one of the most important, is just keeping an open mind. Everyone has different life experiences. Everyone learns at a different pace. They, Some people just don't have the same views as everyone else. That's pretty different. Now, I'm not talking about the political views and shit like that. Like Some of those views, sorry, if you think other people are not as important just because of arbitrary things of where we were born or our answers were born or where we live means nothing. So I'm going to say in that, back to the main point, but the thing with keeping up an open mind is just, you don't know the whole story. No one ever does. Unless you were like the only person in this one situation. If you're the one listening to it, you, you have little judgments that you know. Like sometimes you're kind of like, oh, I've heard this story before. And like, I believe the guy's always cheating. Even though it's kind of like, no, that's kind of just your prejudice a little bit. That, yeah, the guy's being 
secretive. He doesn't want you to look at his phone and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't know that he maybe he had a psycho girlfriend before. And he's kind of like, I don't want you to look at it. Because that was when the first time everything started going bad before. So it's kind of like, you don't really know. You can kind of give the best of, best advice that you can. But do leave it kind of, leave it a little more open. Don't be like, honestly, like, unless you know the whole story of like, this guy beat her. It's like, yes, you're going to break up with him, and then we're going to go to the police and hopefully get him get arrested, or I'm going to kill him. Like, those are the steps you can do. But other things, you can only give so much advice because, again, you are not living it. You don't have the same background. You don't have the same wants and needs of the other person. And it's kind of, that's the one thing I kind of had to explain to some people were like, yes. It was really hard to go into college when I was going for because, like, my parents were pretty open. They just wanted me to go, go wherever I wanted to go, be happy, make money, that, so they didn't have to support me, which I understand that. But on my dad's side of the family, is, they are very strongly Asian. They are pretty traditional in most sense. The idea is, like, why aren't you going to be a doctor? Why aren't you going to do, like, be a nurse or a secretary? And it's like, one... There are a lot more options for me as a woman than like those three things. And two, I don't need, I don't care as much to make millions of dollars. Cause of course in their mind, like now this is a very Southeast Asian thing. Like money is a very big thing. Like it's very important. It's it like, it's based on like how you stat your status, how good of a person you are. Like, luck in superstition and religion are there. Like, money is very ingrained in so much stuff. And so, getting around that and going to school for what I wanted to do was really hard because I had that pressure all the time. And always the judgment of kind of like, when you're going for something like that, like, you're not going to make any money. That's going to look bad on us. That's kind of like, nothing to do with y'all. Especially since none of y'all are going to college either. But, like... Having talking to other friends about that, where it's just me venting frustration, and they're kind of like, Well, it doesn't matter because they're not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, but there are important people in my life. I under, I can understand how some families, their extended family is not really a part of their lives, but with Asian people, like your, your family, your clan is like there. You do shit with them all the time. Now, for me, I don't do it as much. I'm a little out of the family. Like, I don't go do, we all go out to dinner all the time together. But any family gatherings, that's kind of, that's what I do. That's how my family is. That's what I enjoy doing. But it's kind of one of those things where you kind of have to keep that up in mind. Like, I had a friend who was Somali and had that same problem. And everyone else was kind of, sadly, all the white people. Nothing wrong with that. Didn't understand that because that's not how they grew up. A lot of their families do a lot of moving around. They had some extended family, but it got. So they only saw them on holidays, sometimes in the summer. So talking to her, it's kind of like she wanted to go in for something more science-based that wasn't like doctor. Like that was a very big thing. Like doctor equals money. Doctor equals stability. Doctor equals you give me something too. (laughs) As in like free advice for medicine, all that shit. And Getting the pressure from his family was like really hard because they were kind of like, I'm making, I'm working my ass off to get you through college. You have to pay me back. You better get, you better be a doctor. It's kind of like, he ain't good at being a doctor. He's like, I have no bedside manner. 
I don't care about it. Like the sight of body fluids just makes me nauseous. But he's a great researcher now. He makes decent money. Of course, he's still working on his PhD now. He is technically going to be a doctor. But of course, in their minds, it's it's not good enough because it's not the same thing. But I feel like once he gets his gets the letters afterwards and he starts making slightly more money, they'll be a little more off his back. His parents were pretty okay. They're kind of like, okay, you're getting a job. You're going to pay your bills. Um, You'll be able to afford a house that we can move into later. That's another thing about people that have very extended families. We take care of our elders. So parents move back in with their children when they're older to take care of them. We don't really do um, old folks homes at all. Unless it's like they have no choice or you're really, really rich. Which, sadly, most of us are not. But that's, see, I understood that. I empathized with him. Other people could not. But they gave as much info and as much opinions and advice as they could for what they had. So either way, those are my five, five point two um, ways to be a really good listener. So... Body language, eye contact, understanding situations with questions and stuff, deepening empathy with integrity, um, helping keep an engagement with the person, and then keeping an open mind. Nothing too hard. Most of us can get, we're pretty good at most of these. You can work on one or two just, just to be a little bit better in whether or not you need this with your friendships, your romantics your family, or even at work. Um, honestly, the very first one's always my first thing to go for because it's an easier, small thing that I can do. And it's a little more unconscious without actually pushing myself too far, which makes it easier for me to work on the other ones later. Work on whatever ones you want. But honestly, we all could be better listeners in the future with everyone around us. Thanks for listening. For full show notes, links, check out freebies, or to give a donation, head over to CourageousCreativity.co. Link is in the show notes. As always, please leave a review.